electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber. Red arrows across Asia and Europe, and now here at home after the worst day for the Nasdaq since March. Continued focus on the unwinded momentum and more talk of inflation. China PPI up 6.8 runs hot. Our roadmap begins with the rotation out of tech. Facebook, Apple, Amazon, and others all falling ahead of the open. Tesla's tumbling about 7%. Plus the Woodstocks tumble. Kathy Wood's ARK Innovation ETF hitting a new low for the year. It is now off nearly 35% from its recent highs. And pipeline pressures, with much of the Colonial Pipeline on the East Coast still shut down, prices at the pump are now nearing $3 a gallon. That would be the highest, Carl, since 2014. Yeah, we're going to talk about gas demand, especially on the East Coast, guys. But the open is really the focus of discussion this morning, Jim. You know, I'm thinking back to Friday. We got that jobs number. We got that brief respite for tech. And you said it would be short-lived, and it sure has been. Yeah, look, you, these stocks are... Uh I don't want to say they're all poison, but you, they're so sensitive. I mean, yesterday, uh, the, the, the bassinet downgrade, the city downgrade of uh, a couple of advertising-related uh, fan games uh, was incredible uh, because it didn't hold up under close scrutiny versus trade desk, TTD, which is also in that business. But they took TTD apart. Uh, this morning, Palantir, Andrew and I were going about it. I thought there was a whisper number that was substantially higher. That's a, um, a Woodstock. And um, by the time I get to Woodstock, holy cow. And I do think that when you're looking at a piece by Danley, who's another, one of my favorite analysts at City, saying that we are seeing the top in notebooks. Well, yeah. I mean, the great closing trade is going on, Carl. I'm, uh, David, I'm calling it the great closing trade because we have the opening trade. How about the closing trade? Well, it's closing. And it's closing quickly. Is it a closeout? Does it give you an opportunity actually no, to that's buy Burlington. things? No, that's Burlington. I like Burlington. At a, at it's a, TJ. I like no? TJ. No, it's a close like a, a coffin. <laughs> that's terrible. No, okay, that's it's terrible. a close like a, <laughs> a closed book, okay? Uh, all right, so. Look at how, where are those names from? Holy cow, that's what, just Twilio and Square oh, and Roku. Sorry, it's Woodstock. Yeah. Now, a lot of those companies are great. Shopify's great. Roku's great. Tesla's great. Spotify's great. Uh, Zoom can be great. Zillow's great. Twilio's great. Well, and Coinbase by, by great. the way, many but of the them, prices may not. Many be right. of them are still up enormously on a twelve-month right. basis. They're just down from their highs, right? Fairly substantially. But do you buy them here? Do you oh. buy Zoom down thirty percent? Do you bu- buy Spotify? No. Do you buy? Maybe you know, Coinbase not that bad, but no, Coinbase uh, is good. But then again, not. I mean, since its debut, that's since the. Oh, wait, know, so they're in a rut. Since the they're in a rut. You're in a rut. You're in a rut. I would buy Tesla here. You would? Yes, I would. Really? I would buy Tesla here. No kidding. Down 400 points. For a trade? No. Yes. Start legging it. You'd sell it next week. I had a piece last night about why Tesla always has, it's always been up from uh, substantially from right before Memorial Day uh, until 10 days after. Why? 
I just look at the seasonality. I let history and empiricism control my thinking okay. versus your anecdotal analysis, which I find shoddy. I haven't given you any anecdotes yet, but I will admit. But Carl. And I try I mean, my best not to be shoddy. No, no you're excellent. But Carl, my point is this. These are very good companies. <laughs> uh, well, some of them have a lot of competition, like Teladoc. But they're very good. I happen to think that Twilio spent some time there. Twilio's a great company. But Carl, the stock got too high. But I am not going to say, Twilio, you got to sell it because it's awful. That's just not true. I mean, some of these other names in yeah. one of these ARC funds are, you know, Twist, Biosense, and Nanostring, and Invision, well, Beam Therapeutics. I like Jim Beam. Lending Tree, a little expensive, but that may be one of our cash equivalents. But what I, I look at some of these, and they're too high. And then I look at others, and I have no idea what they really do. But that's okay, because we have five years to find out. But I cannot cut and run from <laughs> Twilio. I can't. Twilio's good. It's yeah. down substantially. It had a great quarter. So there's a level where you can think about Twilio. And, David, let me throw one at you. Yes, please, throw. It's a good throw company. Away. It's yes. got good um, exposure yes. to 5G. 5G, yes. Um, it has a big worldwide presence. Okay. It has some PCs, but not that relevant. Tell me. It's called Apple. Oh, I think I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. and that's in free fall. Uh, Apple is down. Free fall, it's down 4.4% for the year. I, is that really free fall? Well, if we're going to do Woodstock, we're going to do free falling. Okay. And it's... it's but, uh, I think Tom Putty's great. Yeah, he was great. Uh, 4.4% is not free fall. No, no but it's... Uh, and there is Woodstock, by the way. Jim might be in there somewhere, Carl. No, I didn't get there. I was yeah. saying I didn't there get there. It was like one of the people who the building. He's on the left. Wow, that's a good yeah. a news clip. <laughs> is that country Jim and the fish? Uh, okay, look at that. So, so listen, Carl, before, before David just takes everything down, these stocks are down substantially, okay? They're not SPACs. Now, I have no idea how to... The SPACs, I don't know, David. We've got a huge SPAC deal today. Harry Sloan coming back with a huge deal. I like really? to call it Ginkgo Biloba, but it's Ginkgo Bioworks. $15 billion value. Does it stink like Ginkgo? the money in. I don't know. We're going to look close. We'll look more closely at that and see how his soaring Eagle SPAC performs. It's still below 10, to your point. Many of the SPACs have fallen dramatically. Right. And well, SPACs have cost people fortunes. People only have so much money to lose. Okay, but is this a bottom? I guess that's what everybody wants no, to know. No, no, in the yeah. highest, the highest quality stocks will stop going falling, down today. Falling But yesterday was an amazing day. Why? Because classic growth stocks held up the whole day. Even when the Dow turned down, David, the classic growth stocks held up. But you had to go buy PepsiCo. And a person, David, listen to me, will you? A person who's buying Editas Medicine and Unity Software and Skills, that's with a Z partner, um, and 10X Genomics, call that person's not buying PepsiCo. That person is not buying PepsiCo. That is not a Woodstock. It's not. Yeah. It's not even a Bernie Well, Man. Jimmy... Speaking about how much more downside there could be, uh, we're going to talk to Tom Lee later on this morning of Fundstrat. But his argument this morning is maybe down to the 200-day, be another 7% downside. And he argues if that did happen, you might be looking at what, uh, I guess, Nomura, he says, calls a crash up in cyclicals. As we get more and more anecdotal evidence, Jim, about the reopening, especially in June, Bill Rudin on Squawk today talking about Blackstone back in the office on June 7th. Uh, the Nationals in Washington, D.C., going to full capacity on June 11th. Uh, do you think that this is going to continue to sort of be a flywheel as we get more reopening? Yes, I do. I think the opening trade still remains terrific. I think the Alcoas still are good. 
The free ports, oddly, are still good. Uh, the commodity costs for the, say, the tran- for, uh, car company are going to be gigantic. Uh, I happen to think that you can keep going back to these stocks until the younger investors have gotten comfortable with them. And then we'll rethink the situation. Walt Disney's numbers are going to be fantastic. Hmm. Proctor's numbers are going to be good because they Meanwhile, have pricing power. Meanwhile, Jim, you know, Druckenmiller this morning on Squawk talking about the Fed, asking why they're going through so much effort for 40 basis points of inflation. Your tweet this morning seems to take Powell's side that he yeah, knows I, you can I, run an economy hot I, with I know little inflation. Right and he's going to take that chance again. Yes. Right at the end, uh, Stanley, who I love Stan. I've known him for like 30 years. And that's not one of the I'm not being. My usual, he's a nice guy. I really like him, David. Understood. He's a good guy. Oh, so this is true. Uh, yeah, most of the time when you say right, it, you this don't mean it. This is not hyperbole. Right. Which is also you actually st- like it. That's pronounced wrong. Yes. Yeah, but Stan, at the end, he said, Carl, something very significant. He said, look, when you really have this bubble, the person who's hurt is the person at the bottom, bottom of the rung. And what I think that Powell's trying to do is get us back to where we were in terms of unemployment. And then when we get there, he can, uh, he can tighten. I think that... Uh, this morning, uh, Joe Biden, uh, President Biden, said that he's urging people to go to work who have unemployment benefits. I can tell you every day people come to our place and they say they want to work. And then when you offer them a job, they say no. They turn it down. But they get the benefits. David, it's what's going on. It's the I, benefits. Listen, you tell me you're on the you are on the front line. There, but at least I of want people to make that. more money because the fat you cats do, have made too much but money. But you're not gonna, which, necessarily willing to pay them twenty two dollars an hour. Well, then I can't uh, open because you can't pass all money. of that along to your. It's like customers. I can't pay DoorDash 30 percent because right. I'll lose too much money. I always lose money on anything we send out. Right. This, this small business. But stuff people are. Time. I mean, it's not because there is this also this theme that people are who have had a career in hospitality restaurants are rethinking that to some extent. Absolutely. I mean, France, there was a there have been some reports on how difficult it is in France, for example, to get workers, not because they're making more money at home, but because they are rethinking sort of the way that they've pursued their careers well, in the past. And obviously, it's a very important industry there as well. Chipotle's doing... But that's go not going on. You're saying people are just showing up and saying, that's nah, not enough. I'd yes. rather stay home. Yes. Okay. And then they get their unemployment benefits. Uh, every day, meanwhile, we've had this conversation about inflation, and you've continued to back... I back Jay Powell because Jay Powell. I don't want the worker... I, I disagree... With Stan. Now, Stanley's done more to help the poor than anyone I've ever met, okay? And I hate to say the term the poor, but, you know, people less well-off, okay? Uh, and he and I disagree about how to help the less, less well-off. I think that Jay Powell's going about it right. I think he's willing to let it run hot. I think there's a lot of different... I mean, look at the semiconductor shortage. That's a real shortage that will that's be solved. Sh- right, that's a shortage. And it's not necessarily it's part and parcel of the overall inflation. Right. Now we have the gasoline I mean, because of Colonial. It. Okay? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can different, keep going. Different. We have the plastics because of uh, Superstorm Uri. I, you know, we yep. have Tyson food because a lot of that was because of COVID. I can go through and it wouldn't so lumber. Give me an will lumber come down in price if Jay Powell says, you know what, I've, I've had it. Remember, no, I've had it. it won't. No. Right. So what's the point? Let the can we let people make more money who haven't made a lot of money and we take away some of the money that really rich people make? OK, but are we going to do that by actually giving those people jobs or having them well, stay we want home? People to have jobs. It's no, I don't like. I mean, those are going to run out. Those benefits will run out. Right. The benefit. But, Carl, I, I continue. Yes, I'm on J-PAL's side because I think J-PAL is on the worker side. And I'm not like the Spartacus workers where, the, you know, United, the workers will own the manufacturing. No. I just think he's doing a good job. 
He's got a different way to do it. Yeah. Well, we do have several states, guys, that are cutting back on the uh, supplemental. I think Arkansas is now on the list, along with uh, South Carolina, Alabama yesterday, Jim. And as you said, those benefits run out in September. And I guess you kind of have to imagine that those who are who are, in fact, remaining on the couch because of the supplemental have to be thinking ahead that this is going to run out. And sooner or later, I'm going to have to start getting busy. Well, I think they should. I mean, you know, we're giving them three dollars an hour more than they, they made, like, you know, 18 months ago and more benefits than than a restaurant can give. I, I would lock this stuff in. I mean, I think this is a good trade for them. David, it's a good trade. It's t- I can't offer 22, 22 bucks, which is the equivalent of the unemployment. Benefits. No, but you may want to get on board by June and start working. again. That's my point. Yeah. And then you'll see you'll see wage prices come down. Right. The Colonial Pipeline will be fixed. They open the uh, the Japanese plant that had the big fire. That's back. Right. Prices of semis are going to come down. I don't know what turns lumber around other than if we get it, get removed the tariff from Canada and then lumber falls apart. Lumber mm. goes down by two thirds overnight. And then we'll be saying, wow, why did Jay Powell I, I, raise rates? Yeah, Jim, I saw uh, Australia is having some budget forecasts where they're assuming a sharp turnaround on uh, iron ore coming way back down from the highs. Although then then you get an upgrade of, uh, of X this morning on the prospect of of uh, hot rolled uh, remaining above a thousand dollars a ton, at least through Q4. Well, there's we've sh- we've shut so many hot rolled plants and we're not allowing uh, the Chinese to dump their steel in our country. Thank heavens. That's why Newcorp can keep bringing them. For the price increases come for cold and hot steel, the cold being that well-finished steel that goes into uh, the best vehicles. And uh, th- those prices are going higher. And that's because there is a scarcity. If you, raise, if you raise rates, then the sales will slow and those car prices will come down. And, uh, David, if that's the goal, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Because the used car prices are too high. But, but look, J-Pal's looking at what happened. Don't you love I call him J-Pal? He's like Fed Chief Pal. Yes. Show some respect. That's OK. Um, but he's looking at, at prices and just saying they're not sustainable. They'll come down because historically they have come down. And I don't think his, history is gone. Is uh, you are. You have a position on this. It very well may end up being the correct one. Thank you. And, uh, you know, you take a look at the 10 year yield. There it is. Thanks, guys. I mean, I don't know. What's that saying? Not too much, right? Not too much. No. No, it's not speaking to me. No, it's not speaking to it's anybody. And yet it's enough to it's enough to arrest many of the growth stocks. Uh, certainly they're they're being arrested. They're, they're being arrested. Not only are they going down, Carl, <laughs> but they're being jailed. I was going to say, arresting their, Is there any their p- due process? <laughs> Is there due process, there's, Carl? There's, there's no due I mean, process. The prosecution rests. They're going to jail. There's no due process in the market. No. The no. wood is rotting. I mean, everyone's got their little jokey. Send them to jail. That's it. I know. And, you know, and then a bunch of people own these for a while. So You're what? joking around about these and people own these. They own quantum skate because of you. Oh, down sixty six percent. Here we go again with that. Right. We had the first interview he did was with us, Carl. And then every other single interview has been with Jim. But somehow it's mine. <laughs> somehow. It, yeah. Sound sixty six percent. I mean, is it a better battery? There's other batteries that are out there. There are. And there's a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, not questions, a lot, a lot of focus on GM's efforts. Right. And, and what they're going to be able to accomplish right. in EV with battery technology. But, you know, it's interesting on, on on the once again on Woodstock. Remember, when she came on, she said, you can't break me. She basically said, you can't break me. You know, you can go ahead and try, but I'm an ETF. You can't break me. Yeah. And so people trying to break you. Can't, they <laughs> break the showing un- video Woodstock. of Woodstock, which is great. Why not? 
Um, none of us were there. <laughs> it's Aldemont. Man, look at that. that was, oh, we're going to sell that video again? That was fun, though, wasn't it? Well, I, 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 yes. What were they on? Oh, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I heard Hendrix before he died. He was pretty great. Yeah, I bet. But, Carl, I think that I, we can't make light of it in the sense that there's a lot of people in the wrong stocks. But the most important thing, there's a lot of younger people, Carl, that are in the wrong stocks. And they are suddenly taking the attitude that we often heard in 2000, which, don't worry, they come back. And, Carl, a lot of them didn't come mm. back. 330 companies came public in the 1999 to 2000. Only a handful of them stayed alive. Yeah, I can go get my file, my Internet file from... 2000, 2001, all, I mean, all the companies that A lot of people kept those stocks, David, because yep. they said they'll come back. Nope. But, but it's not of, like children in the mall. Well, they don't come back right. all the it time. Was, it was trading on multiples to revenues yeah. that never showed up, Carl. Uh, space is a, is a good example of what oh. you're talking about, Jim. Uh, market cap in February was uh, $15 billion, now less than $4 billion. Um, of course, last night, talking about seeing some signs of f- fatigue and stress in the airplane that carries the craft. Uh, new CEO, new CFO, new head of engineering in the past 12 months. Uh, some pieces this morning argue that Branson's really losing out on the race to space uh, to Bezos and Musk, and it's yeah. going to open down big this morning. I agree with that. There's a horrible conference call. Michael Cole Glazier, I'm sorry if I pronounce your name wrong, but there's a, note, there's a moment in the call where he says, we need to have just a nice, complete flight that goes to space. And we gather all the data around that. And as well as kind of some of the data that happens in the cabin itself, it's there. That's there. David, there's a very incoherent way of saying we can't get this thing off the ground. Mm. Can't see the February uh, trial there. And I, you know, so I read Ma, it and Ma, I didn't. Tia made his money, though. I, I read did it and I didn't get the confidence that I wanted to smart book sale. a trip. Smart I didn't, sale. Yeah, it was very smart drug. Yes. I didn't feel like I wanted to book a trip. You don't want to go. I'd rather get there by car. <laughs> Wait, oh, <laughs> Tesla's going to launch you in, right? When you isn't it? That's a spec. Yeah. No, I mean this. This call. I mean, people will want to launch you. I there's think a, you this conference it. call. I mean, I like to read conference calls. This conference call was like, I kept waiting for like some comedian to appear at the end to say that look, this is just. Don't worry, it's just theater. Um. Well, that is a, a, a company, of course, that originally started life as uh, through a SPAC. Uh, right. Obviously, it's no longer de SPAC quite some time ago, Carl. But we're going to keep an eye on SPACs as well this morning. I mentioned that giant one. They're starting to get approved again by the SEC. Uh, but it has been, as so many parts of this market where there's been a lot of speculation, kind of ugly. If I were space, I would change my name to Spice and go up against McCormick. Add an I, take an A out. <laughs> We'll dig further into uh, the report out of Virgin last night. Also, a bunch of calls on names like Shopify. I got an initiation out of Coinbase, uh, upgrade of Nike, Tyson, and some others as futures are weak uh, for the second straight day here after all the tough day for the NASDAQ on Monday. We're back in a minute. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Shei a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. 
You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Keep your eye on the Nasdaq and tech today, coming off uh, the worst day since March 18th, already down 4% for the month and more than 5% below the most recent record close. Although futures are weak across the board, we'll get the opening bell in less than 10 minutes. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. All right, we've got six minutes before we get started with what uh, appears to be certainly a, a volatile session, to say the least, with the major averages all down. People always say volatile when it's going NASDAQ. down. Yeah, I know. They never say volatile when it's going up. That's a good point. What a volatile session. It was up 3%. 3%. You got any other complaints? You can, you know, put them in a box somewhere over there, all right? Those shoes are ridiculous. Yep. But then again, I haven't shined my shoes since the pandemic. I mean, you began. come at me about shoes? I oh haven't shined them since God. the pandemic begins. Nobody would let I'm me leave the house with shoes like that. pandemic's over. That's embarrassing for a man of your... Stature. All right. Um, at least when it comes to sitting on your wallet. Let's talk about Simon Property, though. I can't, man. <laughs> Why? <laughs> just, you really just bummed me I out. I dissed you. Okay. Okay. Simon Property should not be down six, but it was up a little you know, yesterday. They, David Simon. Yeah. Jovial, right? <laughs> not. He said the imp- the improving domestic economic environment, shopper sentiment have increased, shopper foot traffic and sales across the portfolio up, higher volumes in March. Then get this, David. Then in 2019. That's amazing. The fabled 2019. That's pre-everything. This thing has had a full rent's, rebound. Rents up. Rents up. 60 bips. Right. Uh, he t- restaurateurs doing well. And get this. He cites Crocs, American Eagle, and Urban Outfitters as doing fabulously. And his J.C. Penny uh, gambit. He thinks it's going to work. It's going to work. He has to spend a lot of money to bring it to the 20th century. But uh, I have to tell you, this was one impressive call. And he's one impressive guy. Uh, They have fought through it. Very largest shopping mall. Now, you know, our viewers may be aware. For years, the three of us talked about the death of the mall. Right. And now we're talking about what? Because it is not as though the mall. And we have to to distinguish. Right. Between sort of those A malls that have been able to maintain and a lot of the others that have. Well, you need, and all you need to do is look at the real estate investment trusts that are trading at ridiculously low prices. Those are ones that do not have A malls. Yeah. And David bought a bunch of, you know, he bought Talman. That was almost all A malls. Right. 
paid right. a little much, too much and then got that adjusted. Then got it, got it adjusted. Speaking you and of I deals and that did, go out. Speaking of deals that didn't happen, I do want to talk about L Brands. We're going to get to that when we get to an opening bell as well. Uh, just a few minutes away. Don't go anywhere. We're keeping our eye on the effects from the colonial pipeline hack, uh, which the president says he'll discuss with Vladimir Putin. But in the meantime, Jim, uh, gas demand on Monday in those mid-Atlantic states absolutely soared. And now the EPA is issuing some fuel waivers for those areas that are impacted to make it a little bit easier to get some reformulated gasoline. Well, I know that you can uh, obviously get the, sh- the ships are coming around. Uh, my go-to guy is Rusty Brazil. He goes, looks like the market will avoid significant disruption. I think he's the best of guessing. As long as the pipe starts back up this weekend, there'll be service stations around, I guess, in a few days. But that will just be good fodder for local news. Not anything to worry about. Rusty's been right about every <laughs> uh, pipe outage in, I don't know, decades. So he's my go-to. It's going to be a workaround. Yeah. That's why prices aren't so bad. That's why a Valero could be down so much. Aren't they supposed to be making a huge amount of money, David, refiners? Yeah. But they're not. No. Because it's not big enough. What are you pointing to? What have we got? Carl, we got to get to Carl with the opening bell. I'm sorry. It's all right. Well, uh, guys, just a really a, a quick look at Brett there and the NYC and the NASDAQ. Uh, obviously not a not a strong open, Jim. Uh, that said, the national average now, uh, Gas Buddy says, 297 is the highest since 2018. And I guess the bigger story, Jim, is broadening out uh, a supply crunch in Texas, obviously, during the winter. Now this. How do you sustain economic growth with these intermittent uh, supply shocks, no matter what the commodity is? Well, it, it so far, almost everything. This market is made up of the stocks of a lot of strong companies. Uh, the New York Stock Exchange, uh, the Nasdaq's got some real weakness. And a lot of companies have pricing power. Now, we may not want to pay it, but others will. And I think that when I look at a Dow Chemical is downgraded today by, Gold, by Goldman, basically saying, listen, it's going too far. I can make that case. I, I, I can also say that some of the, of the big technology companies have come, gone too far low, you know, too low. I can make that case. But it's, it's perilous to make it at this very moment. Uh, and I understand, Carl, there's, there's not been demand destruction yet. And you can tell that because they're still building and selling houses. And houses are at the fulcrum. And they're still, uh, David, uh, selling used cars through sometimes new cars. And the demand is there because what Jay Powell, I think, knows that most people don't is that the pandemic caused a lot of this. And the pandemic is ending. And that's going to cause people to rethink moving to the uh, country. Uh, I, I think that there's going to be a fundamental shift in what people have been doing. And they're going to come back to the office and it's going to lower prices, not raise prices. You may well be right. That is starting, although still slowly. The closing trade. Still slowly not starting. Good. I mean, the return of, to the office, for example, is still not in force yet, but we expect in well, the next month. Well, the CDC's given us no guidance, but there's a man no. named Dr. Gottlieb, and he comes on our network. Yes, he does. And he's a common sense man. Yes. And he will win. His logic will win. We'll come back and call the opening trade is better than the closing trade. Right. Uh, there's no doubt about that, Jim. Uh, even as you're talking, I think the seven day average for covid cases, guys, is below 40K. Yeah. Thirty eight thousand on a seven day average. We haven't seen that, Jim, for eight months. No. And it's it's coming back. I mean, I was you're reading the Marriott conference call. That wasn't bad. I mean, the stock got hit. Stock got hit a bit. But business travel is still. What do you think of the interview with the CEO, CEO on yesterday? It was straightforward. I thought he seemed pretty positive. Yeah. 
Now, I know CEOs yeah. come on and they're positive. So yes, I, they yeah, typically take a grain of salt. But he has bookings that he looks at. And he's not, well-programmed. You know, it's not made. Excuse no. me? They're well-programmed, many yes. of the CEOs who come on. Yes. yes. How about the program? The, are the CEOs of L Brands yeah. and Ginkgo yeah. well-programmed? I don't know, but I'm glad you mentioned L Brands because I do want to spend a little time on it because okay. it's so interesting. And to your point, it's sort of a such an interesting story in terms of what we've gone through over this last year. Remember L Brands? Uh, well, the news this morning is it's going to split. Uh, it's going to split into Bath and Body Works uh, and uh, Victoria's Secret. And they announced that uh, this morning. Uh, its board of directors unanimously approving that plan to separate into two independent public companies. Uh, if this sounds somewhat familiar to you, well, that's because they had a plan to do this over a year ago. Remember, with Sycamore, large private equity fund, uh, buying uh, the Victoria's Secret part for a valuation of $1.1 billion. They were going to spend $525 million for a 55% stake. Uh, and that deal died as a result of the pandemic. Nobody paid right. anybody anything. It was one of the many deals that we followed, of course, in terms of twists and turns and a buyer having sudden remorse. And in this case, Sycamore being able to get out of the deal without any penalty whatsoever, uh, mutually a termination. But what's happened here in the last year, Jim, is nothing short of remarkable. Certainly, if you're an L Brand shareholder, you are thankful every day that they did not do that deal. If you are Sycamore, you are sick. And it was Sycamore that backed out. Yes. It was, it was not Leslie Wexner. No, it was Sycamore that backed out. And if you are Sycamore, you are sick to your stomach probably every day. Just, just here are some numbers to consider. But they're rich, David. And you know, Lenin said if the rich are unhappy, it's their own fault. Yeah, well, it probably is. But here's some numbers to consider at this point. I mean, they were coming off, by the way, a fourth quarter of, let's call, of um, 2019, where full-year operating income for the entire company was $258 million, Okay, so they were, it was, things were not going well at L Brands. And then fast forward this last year, they have been off the charts. Uh, the numbers alone, I think Victoria's Secret, just this in operating income, just this last quarter, is indicated to be somewhere around $245 million uh, in operating income. Incredible. What a so, comeback. You know, and by the way, the fourth quarter was much stronger than that. I mean, you put a number on it, put a multiple on it. I don't know. What should the multiple be for Victoria's Secret on operating income, Jim? What's an appropriate multiple? It's retailer. I don't know. Jeez, it's been eight, nine. What do you think? No, you can't. It's been in decline. This is the first. I know. But Bath and Body Works has been extremely strong. No, Bath and Body Works 12. But, but, 12. All right. But, but all right. But on the other one, I'm just trying to understand. I don't know. Sycamore. Eight? Sick. OK, eight. So let's eight. assume what are they going to do this year at Victoria's Secret? They just did 245 in the fourth quarter. They did well more than that. I don't How know what the number is going to be. It was doing so badly. What did people what happened? People started to buy more stuff. What can I tell you? Or lingerie? Yeah. How does that have to do with the closing and opening? Well, wow. and a lot they more. They solved ba- the pandemic. Know, Let's get lingerie. And, we know the Bath and Body Works part of it. Don't of you course. use more lingerie during a pandemic than after pandemic? Home. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm just checking my numbers here. Yeah, 245 million of Victoria's Secret for this quarter again. Fourth quarter strong. So my point is, Sycamore. I mean, the number what they lost out on being able to buy 55 percent of this company for 525 million dollars. It has now a $19 billion market value overall, and Victoria's Secret alone has got to be valued at eight, nine. I don't even know what the billion-dollar number is. In one year, they would have had one of the greatest investments of all time if they had not Matthew Boss came out where they were buying it and said, you know, J.P. Morgan, and said, you got to buy L Brands. And I was yeah. like, are you kidding me? 
And shareholders are very happy that that deal was terminated. Uh, But wow, such an interesting sort of uh, sense as to what's happened over this last year. The unexpected parts of it, as in L Brands going up over 400 percent, its business taking off like a rocket ship. Yeah. David, there's not a lot of stocks that are up. No, there aren't. No, there aren't. But I want to tell you something. T-Mobile's up. It's early. Okay. It's early. Why, you think we could turn today? Yeah. Bottom? I think we could. Yeah. Got to see about the margin calls. Roblox is a company I have on tonight, and it's doing incredibly well, and it's up. And I think that that's one that would turn. It's just, it did, it was an amazing call. Roblox, do you... Robux, you get Robux with Robux. Yes, I remember when. Uh, when it's not Sears Robux, by the way. It's a real company. Right. Right. Is that a direct listing? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Oops. Palantir, thinking, speaking of direct listings that went to the moon for a while there. Actually, went not down the, that much. Did you just say went to the moon? Yeah. Are like you that? one of them? No. Ten million not. degenerates? I'm not. There, I'm not. Would you ever want to be called a degenerate? I've never liked being a degenerate. I've been one. Um, Palantir, David, did not do the whisper. No. But it's actually kind of flat on the session well, after looking well, as though it was it going to be have, down sharply. I, I know, but it, it did have huge revenue growth. Three hundred. It had uh, it had adjusted free cash flow. I don't know what it, how you adjust free cash flow. I thought it was just free cash flow. Got to look at what they did. in excess of one hundred fifty million, forty nine percent revenue growth, and they're going to make a stand. Right. They're going to make a stand. That's what's happened. There's thirty two million shares of traded. I yeah, AMC, the democracy. That's what you can call it. The democracy made a stand. Mm-hmm. The Robin Hood, you know, mm-hmm. the democracy. Okay. They made a stand on AMC. And you know what they're going to make a stand They're going to make a stand on Palantir. And, David, you know what else they're going to make a stand on? Tell me. GameStop Rooney McFaddy. GameStop Rooney. I got And I am going to unveil tonight, I think, the actual plan. Again. I figured out what Ryan's going to do. You're going to hit us with the plan again. Yes. <laughs> Is it your plan or his plan? It's the one Ryan's going to adopt. I see. And he's going to never give me an ounce of credit. Okay. Not anything. Not a statue, not a plaque, nothing. Carl, back to you. <laughs> you can't just do that when you're done. Carl, back to you. I'm listening to you guys, Jim. Um, you know, David mentioned strength in retail, and we heard about the shopper euphoria out of the Simon Property call. Uh, I did notice the upgrade of Nike today, Jim, as Jeffries goes to buy uh, 192. 192. They're talking about the strong macro backdrop. My uh, terrible China trust demand. The apparel, he likes the apparel trade, thinks the U.S. is coming back. I am nervous about Nike because all they have to do is read the front page and realize that there are articles about certain minorities that are just where we should just be uh, shocked and aghast about what the People's Republic of China is doing. David, you've read these articles? Which what ones? What they're doing? Uh, but we got to be more women, specific. Make it so women can't have babies who are in a region. It was a devastating article in the New Yorker a few weeks ago well, about I mean, the campaign to obviously. Uh, so you know, the question is, against can John, the Uyghurs, can John uh, Donahoe? Yeah. Just not say anything. I don't know. John Donahoe, of course, the CEO of Nike. Right. And your can point he is, just can he say I have to kill my sales, but I got to protest this? I don't know. I don't know You'd have either. to ask him. I don't know either. Uh, it's an important component of their business. And you're talking about it both about on the manufacturing side of what they do yes. and the sales side. I don't know. I mean, I would be torn. One of the reasons we cut the position by charitable trust, Carl's, is that I'm betting that there'll be people of conscience on that board who just say, listen, we cannot. We want to register a protest to this. 
And Stan Druckenmiller, by the mm. way, what were his, his biggest worries besides the possibility of Taiwan, uh, right? was Taiwan. Yeah. And didn't get enough time to talk about it. But Taiwan, I mean, we've got Taiwan Semi trying to please everyone. Please everyone means they have to please the People's Republic of China. And if you read that article today in The New York Times, it was excellent about EV, the People's Republic of China. Wanted to beat us. Taiwan Semi's a, a company, that a stock that you should buy. That could bottom. They can make enough chips. They've been able to expand the number of chips, David. David? They have. Yes. They've been able to expand. Yes, they, they are going to make, they will give you 60% of the chips that the auto companies need, they will provide. Right. So it's not going to, the auto companies are going to come back. And I would buy GM and Ford. Hmm. Okay. Uh, we did get news, Jim, yesterday out of Ford about uh, the Lightning, the all-electric F-150, which we're going to guess, I guess we're going to get a look at that on uh, May 19th. I was thinking yesterday it was probably not a coincidence that Musk took the opportunity to go on SNL because the marketing wars are definitely going to heat up with some of these new product introductions. By the way, Tesla today gets below 600 uh, for the wow. first time in, what, since early March, almost to the 200-day, Jim, which it has not touched since March of last year. Well, I mean, it is rather extraordinary. The competition is big. I happen to think Tesla's a great company, but Ford's going to launch the F-150 BEV on the 19th, you mentioned, and uh, the president looks like he's going to come. And, uh, Carl, I, I think that this is a big deal. I think the Ford F-150 being electric is a huge deal. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I want to own Ford. Um, and finally, Carl, before we get back to you, I did want to just hit once again, we do have an enormous back deal, that $15 billion biotech back deal, Ginkgo Bioworks. Uh, being done by Soaring Eagle. But what's interesting is when you take a look at Soaring Eagle, it's below 10. Uh, and, of course, this is a SPAC from Harry Sloan, remember, of DraftKings fame. Uh, but that is the story in SPACland to a certain extent. Of course, there has been a, a, a significant slowdown in issuance, as we all know, in part because of the SEC scrutiny, particularly as it relates to uh, pipe investments, projections, and warrants in particular, which may force some of the companies that have already done it to reaccount for certain things. But it's starting up again a little bit, and this is a big deal. Um, the company, by the way, researches cell programming to be applied in antibody therapeutics, vaccine production, uh, other areas too, creating plastics that can biodegrade. The pipe was $775 million bucks. $2.5 billion will go in gross proceeds to the company. Uh, it's a very large deal. We'll watch it closely, given um, which, you know, e not you know, which eagle is it? It's soaring. So it ain't soaring. How about Double Eagle? It's soaring. Do you know Double Eagle? Yeah. Though they're selling yeah. 6 million shares of Pioneer Natural. So there's two eagles going in different going directions. In different directions. Mm -hmm. We are going to be joined by the CEO of, uh, of Ginkgo Bioworks in the 10 o'clock hour. That's Call. a good get. Yeah, thanks. Well done. I had right. nothing to do with it. All right, guys. All sectors red. Uh, not a surprise. VIX back to 22 and a half. Let's get to Bob Pisani. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, guys. Uh, tech's down one and a half percent, but it's already well off of its lows. The rest of the market's not doing that well either. I mean, there's a lot of stuff down about that same amount. Energy, you can see weak here. Materials doing a little bit better. Uh, banks were lower and they're off of their lows. Industrials down about one percent. People keep wanting to know what's going on with the market. And it's pretty simple, folks. The sentiment has changed. And let's face it, the market's not generally dominated by fundamentals. It's dominated by sentiment and momentum. And so sentiment and momentum has shifted. It's shifted from growth slash tech to value, to industrials, uh, to materials, uh, to banks, to the reopening uh, names. Speculative tech, the stuff we like to talk about, uh, the Teladoc and the Zoom video and all the Kathy Wood stuff, 
uh, has been hit very hard as rates uh, have inched up a little bit. And there's been inflation fears. This has been a problem since February. So the higher rates and inflation kills those speculative names. None of the fundamental investors want to touch any of that stuff. So there's no one to sell to. They just go down. Mega cap's a little bit different. Fundamental investors still support them. The numbers are great. The P.E. Uh, multiples are not very high on them. And that's why they have held up. Mega cap tech has held up better than the rest of the market. You were talking about uh, Jim was talking about Tesla earlier. I just want to point out. Tesla was up 700% last year. Okay, so it's now 30% off of its uh, 52 week high, but it's still not even uh, at a a low for the year yet. Fastly was up 300%. It's 70% off of its 52 week high. Peloton was up 400% last year, 50% off of its uh, recent high. Zoom video up 400%. You get the point? There's a lot of companies that were up more than 100% last year, and they're the ones that are getting hit the most because they're generally more on the speculative technology side. If you look at thematic techs, everybody loves investing in uh, Kathy Wood's arcs and the 3D printing and the cloud computing. Generally, thematic tech has taken a 30 20 to 30 to 35% haircut right across the board. Kathy Wood's a more speculative end things, but you can see everything is down in that technology area that everybody loved to talk about uh, in 2020. Now, big cap tech has held up a lot better than any of this. And if you look at uh, the big mega caps from where they were, the 52-week highs, this is pretty modest declines. And the reason is they have more fundamental support. They have more fundamental investors that are behind them, long-term people who like the story, who like the value associated with the PE multiples are not terribly high on, on most of these, and they're supporting. At the same time, can I point out, there is a huge rotation going on. Yesterday at the close, we were at 52-week highs in many, many sectors of the S&P 500, including industrials, financials, materials, energy, healthcare, whole bunch of the consumer staples as well were at 52-week highs, Carl. So let's remember, yes, tech's getting hit. Yes, speculative tech's getting hit really hard. But the overall market is rotating and the S&P is still very close to 52-week highs. In fact, historic highs. Carl, back to you. All right, Bob, thanks very much. Got to keep your eye on yields as well this morning. Let's get to Rick Santelli. Hey, Rick. Yes, yields are climbing a bit. And, of course, we were while watching Stan this morning discussing how, in his opinion, maybe yields will be moving even a bit higher. Look at a two-day of 10s. I'll tell you what, if you're a technician out there, uh, you really have been all over some of these markets. They've moved technically pretty accurately. The minute we start to scoot over that 160 yield important pivot, Add another day to the three-day. You can see we start moving higher, and we had that capitulation drop where all the buying came in uh, last week, dropped us down to 146. So when you look at it together, it makes perfect sense. We're building momentum. If we start to trade on the sunny side and close on the sunny side of 161, 162, look for us to make another pass towards uh, what is currently the high yield close at 174. Now, there's many reasons why sentiment has changed. I personally think a lot had to do with New York Fed President Dudley, ex-Fed president, who, in my opinion, by addressing how Janet Yellen walked back her original comments on inflation, just added to all the dry tinder and sparks flying into the market regarding inflation. Stan, of course, spoke about it in great length. Look at Boone's. 
Boone yields at minus 15. Now, this is interesting. Now, as you look at this Boone chart that starts at the end of April, you can see on the left side that that minus 16 was a high yield, okay, even though it's negative. Actually, it was the highest intraday yield since COVID. So we've traded higher than that today. So if we close at the high yields today, meaning on the north side of minus 16, it's going to be a two-year high for boon yields on a closing basis. And it doesn't end there. Are we going to continue to be the reserve currency? Stan asked that a lot in the discussion with Joe Kernan this morning. Well, consider this. Right now, the pound versus the dollar is at a two-year high against the greenback. And the greenback right now continues to drop, albeit slowly. Carl Jim David, back to you. All right, Rick, thank you very much, uh, Rick Santelli. So we started out with the uh, NASDAQ 100 with about four positive components. That has broadened a little bit, so we're off the initial lows. But it's another tough day uh, for tech and the Dow, which is back to 34.4. S&P heat map has a little less heat this morning. Breath is obviously quite negative as we're down about 41 points. NASDAQ opened down about uh, 2.2% off that initial low, as we said, but a long day ahead. Keep it right here. Squawk in the streets back after a break. Apple's one of the chief drags on the Dow, and that brings us to stop trading, Jim. Yeah, I mean, look, the traders are saying it's a it's a classic head and shoulders, and I I get that. There's a really interesting piece by Tony Saganetti, who's always been lukewarm about Apple, actually talking about Apple's surging iPhone ASPs. He still says there's no reason necessarily to buy it here. But I was interesting to see that Apple's trading at 23 times fiscal year estimates, so it's happening. It's happening. The multiples are shrinking to levels that I think people have to start considering. If that gets below a market market multiple, you're going to have to buy Apple. We're just gonna have to buy it. So anyway, Jim, I, what do you I like that call? What do you? Yeah, what do you make of the uh, ongoing theory that over at Arc, Kathy is selling her more liquid names like Apple and getting a little more unbalanced on the small cap side? Look, she always calls those cash what cash equivalents. They have. I'm embarrassed by that. I'm not going to comment anymore. Now. And it's embarrassing the notion because it makes people feel like they own cash if they own these. So we, we're going to hurt young people. I don't want to do that. Hurt everybody. That's All a game right. not to be played. That's that's playing with matches when you're seven. Okay, tonight, Jim, you you do have a pack show tonight. Yes, I've got Abbott Labs, Robert Ford. He's sensational. I have Roblox. Well, it's one of the few stocks that's up. Max Levchin, a firm is down big. I got to find out why. And then Vivek Shaw took on the shorts, who drove his stock down, drove his stock down to the forties, and said, "Don't worry, I'm just going to put my nose to the grindstone." One hundred twenty-four. That's not bad. He said, I'll just show them. And he showed them, Carl. I love that. The Vex Shaw, one of my heroes. What a show. Oh, we have to go. Yeah, I know. I, Wayne, we can't wait to see you tonight. Uh, 6 p.m., of course, Mad Money with Jim Cramer. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Meet Janice. Unfortunately, her thing is sneeze attacks every time spring returns. I literally sneezed 40 times in a row once. (laughs) Luckily for Janice, at the Walmart pharmacy, she can get over-the-counter allergy relief for things like sneezing, runny nose, and watery eyes, fast with online pickup or delivery. No more suffering? That's nothing to (laughs) sneeze at. (laughs) I see what you did there. Help survive allergy season with fast online pickup or delivery from Walmart. Welcome to an easier pharmacy. Welcome to your Walmart.